This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we're not going to get you rich. There's sleazeballs abound all over the internet who will be happy to take your money to chase down that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful, but better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Mr. J. Swaw, coming at you live Wednesday, November 13th. What's cracking? Um, the temperature is low out east here. We had snow yesterday, light light dusting. So um, that made me rethink my, my future. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's the heart of sports season, thank God, because this weather is the worst, and it's just going to be bad for like four more months. So, yeah, how about yourself? That's good, dude. I'd love to. Um, I'd love to endure the bad weather, um, dude. I had a. I had a. I had a sportsy and a gamblingy weekend. I, I didn't tell you this, but I um, played a pickup poker game Friday night. Woo-hoo. Yes, yes, and I managed to win. My strategy was um, don't drink because I've been sick, and that actually was a was a winning strategy that ended up um, taking home. Taking home the the first place prize in a group of uh, five, everyone else is drinking. So, actually, not really that hard. I feel a little little shysty about it, honestly. But it, I didn't know they were all going to be drinking. It wasn't like a a predetermined thing, uh, but it did happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're a hustler, dude. But uh, actually, quick little homework assignment for you and all our listeners. If you have not seen the movie, um that just got released on Netflix. First of all, Step Brothers just got uh, released on, on Netflix, which is really good stuff. Uh, but I think most people have seen that. But Rounders, if you've never seen Rounders, that's a fantastic movie. Uh, gambling, poker movie. Uh, Matt Damon's in it. Just pretty much a, any real gambler has seen that movie. So if you're listening to this podcast, something tells me you would enjoy this. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Rob? I want to say I have, but it was probably in high school. Um, is it blackjack or poker focused? It's poker focused. It's, okay, it's, uh, maybe not. it's fantastic. Maybe not. If you, yeah, if you haven't, it, it, even if you don't remember it, like it, it's one top five like favorite movie of mine. It's fantastic. Edward Norton, uh, John Malkovich is, plays like the bad guy in it. It's really good. <clears throat> but anyways. Um, well, that's good. No, I, I think it's important to realize uh, optimal decision-making when gambling or just investing in general is when you're not drinking. And I actually only have one beverage all weekend, so I'm like semi-nine days sober. And it was only because we hung out. We had a family dinner Sunday night, and there was just like 20 of my family members. And I was just like, if I'm going to have any sort of enjoyment here, I have to have a beer. <laughs> I wish that was a joke, but that's the truth. Um yeah, other than that, uh, it's just been like watching games and just, yeah, making optimal decisions. And I mean, the big game of the weekend was uh, LSU-Alabama, which I know you said you watched. I watched and enjoyed thoroughly for betting and just personal reasons. But um, Ed Orgeron, what a guy, what a character. The big cat himself, Ed Orgeron. Um, yeah, dude, watch that game. Love that game. Um a buddy of mine left the place we were watching it at before that last Bama touchdown with however much time that was, I don't know, minute and change. Um, it was fun right down to the wire. 
It was. And then, uh, you know, there's so many negatives for living in a time like 2019. But for that that post-game uh, speech to get leaked was just, oh, my God. <laughs> was, that, was that fantastic? Um, yes. If you have not, if you have not seen that, do yourself a favor. Um, yeah, it's it's at Ordron peak Ordron. It's it's so great. Like you can't even like the SEC can't even like find him or anything about it. It was just so so genuine and so LSU and Louisiana. Just eight years of just hating Alabama coming out. It was fantastic. So go Tigers. Uh, moving on to uh, so the that that game kind of threw the college football. Uh, national championship kind of a little bit in flux but also gave it a little bit of order if that makes any sense so the new playoff rankings came out lsu is on top they're number one ohio state's number two clemson's number three georgia's number four alabama is five some pac-12 schools rob oregon is six and utah is seven so what it's done is kind of solidified the fact that lsu ohio state and clemson uh are probably like 90% 90% of the time, they're all three going to be in it. But that fourth spot, so the top four, make the playoff. Uh, it's, that fourth spot is kind of a, a true wild card. So even if LSU loses in the SEC championship game, I, I'm pretty sure they just have like four top ten wins that they've solidified their their spot in the uh, top four. Ohio State, I think they could even lose to Michigan, uh, which they're right now projected like 12-point favorite to do, to uh, when they face Michigan. At Michigan this year, uh, I will be betting on Michigan that game, but we'll save that for that that week. And um, Clemson, excuse me, if Ohio State loses to even Michigan, or even if they beat Michigan and lose to, let's say, a Minnesota in the uh, Big Ten championship game, they're still probably going to be in it. Just they've looked really, really impressive, and all the people in Vegas that they have them rated as the highest team, highest team. Clemson has to win out. Just their schedule is so weak. This is why I put that huge bet on in the beginning of the year. And if you remember, I was like, yeah, I'm putting all this money down at the beginning of the year because there's no way I'm going to get a better price. Well, I could get a better price actually right now. So it's all good. Uh, you live and you learn, but I'm still confident Clemson's going to be a three-touchdown plus favorite in their next four games. So they're pretty much going to be solidified into a playoff spot. It's just a matter of who they're going to face. But then you have um, the most likely team to be that four spot is the University of Alabama. So they just need to win. They have two road games. They play Mississippi State this weekend where they're like just shy of, of a uh, three-touchdown favorite. And then they play Auburn. I don't know if you know this, but Auburn and Alabama, they play a game every year. <laughs> so they, they have that game. Uh, if I had to pick one team that I think would be the fourth seed, I would actually would say Alabama. Um, Oregon and Utah will play each other. They're the 6-7. They will play each other in the Pac-12 championship game. But the thing is, is that if you got to remember, these rankings, um, they have the human element involved. So it's not just pure numbers, blah, blah, blah. It's actually a committee that picks the teams. And you can't tell me that, you know, all of the uh, people vested in the college football wouldn't want Alabama to be that I mean, they're, they're just the titan of the sport, uh, and if they can find a way in there. So essentially, they don't lose again. I don't see how you keep them out. Uh, right now, the only scenario in which they would be kept out is if Georgia won out. So Georgia has to win this weekend in Auburn. They're just like a three-point favorite in Auburn. So you know, 45% of the time, they lose this weekend. Then Georgia would have to beat LSU as probably a three- to four-point uh, underdog. So you know, they only win that game 35 40% of the time. So that that is probably actually 
you can debate if that's more likely or unlikely. I'd say Georgia is going to lose one of those two games. Obviously, compounding those two um, those two games. So that, that Alabama. That's why I have Alabama will end up being that fourth team. You can get Alabama around ten to one to win the national championship, and I'm kind of leaning towards because I have a big bet on Clemson and on Georgia. Kind of leaning on on putting some money down on Alabama, uh, just based on the, all those factors. Uh, but yeah, so essentially LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson are locks. Then you have Georgia, Alabama, potentially the Pac-12 schools, uh, potentially Oklahoma. But right now they're ranked tenth. That seems like a high jump. And the only teams they're going to play is potentially Baylor twice, and maybe like a I don't even think Texas again. So I don't think they, I just don't think they have enough star power. And I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob, but I just feel like the powers that be want Alabama again. Uh, you have any thoughts on that about maybe corruption or just collusion? <laughs> any NCAA specific thoughts? Well, I mean, there? they're they're pure. The NCAA yeah. is pure as it gets. Yeah, yeah. No, they're really education focused first, and then like the rest of it's kind of a sideshow. No, um, yeah, no, that checks out. the The team I only heard you mention once that I don't even know if this is remotely in play would be. Minnesota, they're undefeated, right? It, and I know that Ohio State is surely um, heavily favored over them, but if Minnesota found a way to to win out, could they still be excluded? Uh, I think if they won out, they, they would be in. Correct. Uh, they have to be, first of all, they have to play Iowa and this weekend at Iowa, and they're underdogs at Iowa, even though they're undefeated. So we might have to Whoa. get our, our uh, resident Iowa expert on to talk about that game. But, uh, yeah, they're actually underdogs this weekend at Iowa. And then if they were to beat – obviously, if they were to beat um, them and remain undefeated, they still have Wisconsin because, uh, you know, the Wisconsin Badgers and Minnesota Gophers, they have a bit of rivalry. So um, that's going to be a big game. And then they'd have to beat Ohio State. So the likelihood of those three events occurring is somewhere around probably 3 to 5%. But yes, mm-hmm. if they were to do that, one in twenty try, they would get to make the playoffs, and, and it would be really funny to see some <laughs> Badgers out there, just uh, Badgering, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Gophers, Gophers dude, Gophers. Part, pardon me, Gophering it up there, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the the possibilities. It'll be interesting to see. I, I probably will put some money on Alabama just because I have a pretty just unbalanced amount of money on Clemson and Georgia, probably more money than I should have on those. But hey, you live, you learn, risk aversion, never matter. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. Or excuse me, loss aversion, uh, ne- never matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's my college football take. Uh, it's crazy because there's only like three weeks left in the season. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of like pivoted midway through the year and just said, uh, let's focus on NFL. College basketball is almost here because it just comes and goes so quickly. Uh, but very entertaining to watch those the amateurs and, and uh, you know watch them their home their craft and make their money, you know at, the, at their sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on to the pure game, the the NFL. Uh, we've kind of had our our separation for the conferences. So uh, the Ravens have really made a, a huge step up. And they're kind of in the better's eyes. They're like the AFC number two now, still behind the Patriots. Patriots, if you look at their schedule, they're they're pretty much going to lock the one seat up. And 
Uh, as somebody with the Patriots' future, I'm very confident in what they're doing. I actually think they lost the Ravens was the best thing that happened to the the Patriots. Kind of got all the hype off them. They got thrown their bye week, kind of uh, reset, retool, and and now they can kind of prepare for. They do play the Chiefs later in the season, but most of their games are pretty winnable. They're probably going to be 13 and three, 14 and two, uh, the majority of the time, which should sew up that one seed. And the biggest thing is, is you get a bye if you're the one seed, and all the games up into the Super Bowl would be at your home. Uh, field, which is massive. Uh, so, yeah, n- the betters now have the the Ravens as the number two team, and and it's looking like they're probably going to get the two seed, which does get you a buy, which is huge. But like I said, uh, you know, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is just an absolute cheat code, and you know, all it takes is Lamar. Anybody getting hurt? Half the NFL has played a backup quarterback this year, which is pretty insane. Uh, but you know, Lamar gets hurt or something of that nature where maybe they fall behind in the game, just the way the Ravens play when you run that much, it, it, it's great when you're leading. It's great when the game's even, but let's say they fall behind. That's what happened last time in the playoffs. Now they're a much different team than last year. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I, I'm not as sold as them being like clear above the, the chiefs. I will say the Texans, who I've been kind of anti on most of the year, they're like a distant fourth. They shouldn't be as distant from the, these two teams. I think the Texans with Deshaun Watson, he, he's a lot. They're a lot closer to the Ravens and Chiefs than I think the the odds suggest in terms of winning the, the AFC conference. Uh, you can get them around like a twelve to one, whereas the Ravens are around like a three to one. I mean, that that's just. I get the playoff scenarios in terms of who's more likely to get a two and three seed, but uh, it's evidenced by this weekend. Houston, the Ravens are playing this weekend, and, and the Ravens are only a four point favorite. So, on a neutral field, we expect that to be like one and a half or two points. Um, so, so, yeah, it's just I- I- interesting there with the AFC. And then the NFC has really cleared itself up. Uh, two kind of major upsets, or not major upsets, but upsets this weekend where the Seahawks won last night, or was it two nights ago? Time flies when. It's freezing outside, but uh, yeah, Monday Night Football, the Seahawks beat the Niners, uh, and the Vikings, Sunday Night Football, the Vikings beat the Cowboys. So what it's done is, we've talked about how there's like a cluster of about nine teams that are like looking like they could they could make the playoffs. Yeah, that's kind of reduced to seven now, and the there's pretty much sixteen, excuse me, five teams that are guaranteed that are you know unless they really fuck up that are going to make the playoffs, and then it's between the Cowboys and the. Uh, and the Eagles to win their division because the division, if you win your division, you get a top four playoff seed in a home game in the first round. Uh, but essentially in some fashion, it's going to be, uh, and I'll read their current standings, but it's going to be the Niners saints, uh, Packers, and then, it, uh, Seahawks, Vikings, and either the Cowboys or the Eagles that we talked about there. So what that's going to allow us to do is kind of look at those futures markets. Now it's a, adjusted so last week you could get the vikings at, at, at like 14 to 1 now the best price and i only see it at one place is about 10 to 1 to uh to win the nfc uh the eagles you can get like 15 to 1 last week now they're down like 12 to 1 so it's definitely the outcomes have, have uh, narrowed down but if we looked at it the, t- the two you know the two teams with the best record in the nfc were the saints and, and the uh, niners and they still are the two best records but they both lost this weekend the Saints lost as a 13-point favorite against the Falcons, and the Niners lost to the Seahawks as a six-point favorite. So I'm actually not worried about the Saints at all. If I had to pick one team to, to win the NFC, it's kind of clearly to me the Saints. Uh, but the best price I see right here is like 280, so 2.8 to 1. 
to win the NFC. And, and right now, you know, that's not enough for me to, to, to the price isn't right. You know, if Breeze were to get hurt or, or something of that nature were to get hurt, it, that, there's just too much football left for me to lay that. But the Niners, their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's just not he, – he's kind of handicapping them a little bit. So especially when you consider you got like Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, uh, you, you got uh, Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. Uh, I think the NFC playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. We're going to look to get some prices on some teams just based on the schedule. So I've been saying in this podcast all year about wait for the Eagles last like five games. So the Eagles play the Patriots this week, and then they play um, uh, six games. They have six remaining games. They will be favored in every single game. And their two hardest games are at home. One's against the Seahawks, and the next is against the Cowboys. The rest, I believe, is the Dolphins, the Giants twice, and the Redskins. So after this week, we are going to bet Eagles to win the division, no matter if they win this weekend against the Patriots or not. I'm going to have – I'm already invested on the Eagles to win the division – but even if they beat the Patriots and it's going to get a really inflated inflated price right now, I'm getting like minus 125, which is like uh, essentially I got to bet like 125 bucks to win 100. If they were to win this week, and they'd probably be closer to like 200, so you'd have to you know lay 200 to win 100. But it doesn't matter because their their schedule compared to the Cowboys for the rest of the year is so very easy. Uh, are you excited to get your Eagles uh, fanhood on, Rob? Dude, I, I've just really enjoyed uh, the thing I maybe enjoy the most about doing this podcast with you is learning what a huge Philly fan you are, like in your bones. I know you celebrated when Bryce came in. Um, you've been betting on the Eagles nonstop, just hometown guy. Um, yes, dude, so excited. Yeah, so that, that'll be next week. We'll, we'll uh, I mean, I'm going to watch the game unless they really just look terrible just because i have so much already not so much but i have a strong position already on the eagles uh unless they just show me something that wow they're in total disarray we're gonna we're gonna put some units on uh, on the eagles to win the division next week interesting when we move the nfc north so it's bears vikings packers lions it's a two-horse race it's the vikings and the packers this is where you kind of have to know the tie-breaking rules i actually have the vikings as a better team but the packers uh, they've already beaten the Vikings earlier in the season. They still have a game in hand to play. Packers have a better record and the tiebreaker and the better quarterback. I will say that as well. But the Packers, they play. They have a bye this week. They play the Niners next week. And then they have a three-game stretch in which they uh, play a pretty pretty soft schedule. I'll pull it up right here. It's uh, So they play the at the Niners, which they're projected to be about four-point underdog. But after that, they play... The at the Giants, which should, they should be about six point favorites at, versus the Redskins, they should be about ten to eleven point favorites for that, and then versus the Bears at home, they should be about seven to eight point favorites for that. So I'm going to look to take the Packers to win the division um, after that Niners game because that's at the Niners. So if they beat the Niners on the road, well, all right, well we kind of missed the boat. The price will be pretty much baked in. Uh, but I think we're going to get a really good position there. And then week 16 after those three games, Giants, Redskins, Bears, I, I mentioned, they play at the Vikings. So then I can kind of just hedge my position off them. Unless they, they go one and two in that stretch, um, that three-game stretch is way, way better than what the Vikings have. And plus the Packers already have an advantage. So this is just really pretty much a schedule play. If I had to pick a team, you know, which team I'd like to go further, I'd probably say the Vikings, although Kirk Cousins compared to Aaron Rodgers is 
is quite the difference. Uh, I just think the Vikings are a more complete team. But in that same stretch, the Vikings have to play the Seahawks, Lions, and Chargers, um, two of those games on the road. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's the NFC North. The NFC South is all, all the Saints. Uh, I'm going to keep looking for a better Saints price as the year gets closer to the playoffs. And then moving to the NFC West, uh, the the Seahawks and the Niners. The Niners are still the favorite, but they still play one more game in Seattle against one another. Russell Wilson is just a he's just a boss. He's just I mean if they if the quarterback switched on these two teams, in the, the, these two teams played again, it would be like a ten point spread. That's how good Russell Wilson is. Um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm going to keep an eye on the Seahawks not because I love their team. I just I, Russell Wilson is just that good. And their defense looked great last night. They they got or two nights ago in Monday Night Football. It's, you know they they still have holes. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Russell is just that good. He he's just really that good. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the quarterback position, Rob, it is important in football. Mhm. Mhm. Key. Yes, major key, as uh, uh, as the uh, kiddos say. But um, yeah, so that's the the rundown of, of where we're at right now. We're not that far from the from the playoffs. Uh, any any football things before we uh, move to the hardwood, there, Rob? Um, yeah, dude, I want to brag because I just picked up. I think I'm clever, but probably not that clever. That um, that tight end, the rookie tight end for the Seahawks, who's been mobbing, um, hoping he carries me out of tight end fantasy hell. Um, and also, I. Yeah, the Seahawks. His name's uh, Hollister or something. Hawkinson, the Lions. No, no, no. That's a rookie for the Seahawks, dude. He just had a great game, um, couple touchdowns. Yeah, well, he's not gonna do you any good. So. Yes, he will, dude. Um, and also, I feel like I read recently that, like, Dark Horse Kirk Cousins fucking MVP talk. Is this is this wild? No, you're on the dark web, dude. No, that's <laughs> not. That's not true. <laughs> no, that. The MVP is going to be it's either um, Russell, Lamar Jackson, maybe Christian McCaffrey, but it's going to be either Lamar or I can pull up the odds for you right now. Actually, why don't you go because I Seahawks, you're making me look bad here. A Seahawks tight end, Will mm-hmm. Disley, a Jacob Hollister, is who you picked up? Hollister, yes. Oh wow, okay, I didn't even know this guy existed. Wow, so, you, oh, okay, he had two tight end, okay, two touchdowns against the Bucks, okay, Hollister. Gotcha. Okay, my bad. I was thinking Abercrombie, um, but I went with Hollister. <laughs> you're better than that, but you're not. Uh, yeah, I'll pull up the odds for you real quick. But uh, yeah, you, you and Hollister can uh, just pretty much set a date for the playoffs. He's going to take you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, tight end is a is a black hole. Austin Hooper just got hurt. Who was actually the number one tight end this year? Uh, um, Kittle missed a game. It's like it's bad. It's real bad. So, yeah, the favorites for the um, MVP are Russell Wilson at, like, plus one, uh, 1.6, or, like, 1.6 to 1, and then Lamar Jackson 2 to 1. So it's essentially going to be those two. Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, Christian McCaffrey, um, kind of wrap up the, uh, the next three positions, but it, those two are, like, the closest odds. Aaron Rodgers is 9 to 1, McCaffrey 16 to 1, Deshaun Watson 6.5 to 1. <clears throat> but you know, maybe maybe Hollister is you know like a thousand to one. I want to put mm-hmm. a, put a buck or two on them. But yeah, anything uh, before we move to the hardwood? Not that I really have much for the hardwood, but no, dude. Let's dribble the ball. Okay, 
Pass me the rock. Um, yeah. So just something I've kind of talked about before where the reason I love college basketball is there's just so many more games, but it's not, there's not so many games like the NHL and the NBA where like it's hard to pick out important spots or, you know, things of that nature. There's about 30 games. So we're about, most teams have played about two games. I usually look for about three, four, maybe even five games before I really feel like I have a great read on a team. Sometimes I, if I've watched two of the games and then it's like, all right, I have a good feel. Or if it's a team like Maryland who I, I've watched like pretty much every game. But uh, just an example of why I wait kind of to collect data is, is Kentucky. So we talked about this before the show, but uh, Kentucky was like three-point underdogs against Michigan State, who was the preseason number one. Kentucky was like third or fourth in the nation. Uh, they played in Madison Square Garden. Kentucky won by, I, I believe, I mean, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, they won by seven points on a neutral court as three-point underdogs, which is, which is pretty impressive. So Kentucky then becomes the new number one team in the nation. Um, they handle Eastern Kentucky. And then last night they play Evansville, who, who Ken Palm has the 136 team in the nation, and they lost at home as, as 27-point favorites. So it's just showing you that, um, you know, there's so much noise in these these small sample size games that it's really hard. I mean, there's some signal. Don't get me wrong, but deciphering the signal from the noise is such a tough process that all I'm doing is is kind of tracking the the market. You know, tracking the movements, um, tracking the 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 games, and, and jotting them down. But without two, three, four games, it's really hard to have a um, an actionable opinion on these teams so that's kind of the heads up i i I wanted a i I think i only posted like four or five college basketball bets so far and that's the reason why Uh, i'm not going to just you know like i said in the non-conference part of the year it doesn't take a lot for me to put a bet down but i also got to have an inkling of you know of how teams are um so that that should ramp up here in the next probably five to ten days uh but does that make sense rob Yes, yes, you're still in this data gathering phase. Uh, this particular bizarre upset is like a good example of just a super high variance of November and December. But you said you're looking to start putting money in sort of your so like your, your November and December when you do put money down, it's like a uh, incentive for you to like watch real closely. And you said that's coming in five to ten days. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already had a, a several amount of bets so far, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you'll definitely see the, the volume pick up once it's okay. We, we're starting to have some pattern recognition on maybe, and it might be teams I haven't even watched because of this whole full-time employment thing. It's hard to watch all these games. So I'm going to talk to my boss about maybe getting a, a TV in my classroom or something, but, um, you know, I, I'm not, not sure how, how good that'll go over, but, uh, in all seriousness, you know, when, when you're not and here. Here's the thing about data and analytics, and obviously we're very sarcastic about it, but the adage is, you know, you can only really watch one, maybe two games at a time. For me, I can really only focus on two games at a time uh, at the most. But what data watches every game, right? And don't get me wrong, there's, there's, you know, you can make numbers do whatever, but the data, you're collecting four, five, six samples, and you can kind of comb through that. And, and, you know, just because I've been doing this long enough, you can say, okay, um, you can find patterns here and there. And what's good about college basketball is you can, if you if you do find a pattern, you usually can milk it for two, three, four, five games. Whereas the NFL, you find a pattern, you might be able to use it once. You're lucky if you can use it twice, and then it's like back to the drawing board because it, there's no secrets. There's only 16 games, uh, you know, for for a team. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I mean by that. We're we're 
gathering data and we should be once we have a four or five samples uh and, and it's also i can read the beat reports i can read you know how, how the chemistry of the team is things of that nature and, and then we can kind of put some inferences together and put some put some bets out and hopefully make some coin but uh, i just want to give everyone an update because yeah i know college basketball season has started but and i haven't been putting a lot of bets out but that that'll be sure to change here shortly so i, I hope you're excited to watch some, uh, some hoops there rob yes yes i am i will be watching some hoops on the ones where um when i see that that two unit that three unit on the uh, on the old twitter i'll know to to, to log my ass on and watch the CBB. There you go. Uh, quick uh, fancy basketball update. You are in what place? Do you know? I'm like middle of the pack, I think. I just had a good week, but after letting Joey win one, like, I don't know. Yeah, you, I just checked. You are fourth. I'm seventh. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are you are one back of your division. So remember, you uh, get a division bonus if you win. So keep mm-hmm. grinding. I'm four back in my division on, out here, out east. So mm-hmm. it's tough out here. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, have what, a, the... I have a Mobaba pun name, but I, I think I might have to drop him because it's not very good. So I need <laughs> a, a Trey Young pun. Is, is oh, you picked up, up You picked up Oladipo, you piece of shit. I wanted to waiver him too. Yeah, but you did. Yeah. He's from PG County, so you should give him to me for free. <clears throat> Smart. <laughs> What's the weather like in Phoenix? You don't want to know, dude. Sunshine, perfect. I don't know. Today's like 78 or something. Uh, stop it. High of 38 today. I'm fucking done with this podcast. I'll see you everybody <laughs> next week. <laughs> Peace.